Coming to you live from my apartment, it's Rob Has a Podcast. And now, here's the guy who always needs plenty of help moving the hose, Rob Sesternino. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to our Utopia Podcast. This is our Utopia Podcast. The podcast. And let's make a brand new start with Kurt Clark. The podcast. Let's make a brand new podcast today. I just don't know where I'm even supposed to break in with that one now. Okay. Uh, A lot of people said I I was playing the clip too loud in the uh, last podcast. I'm trying trying to find the right balance, trying to ride the levels. You know what, Rob? No, this is your utopia. You play that music however loud you need to. Hey, if it's too loud, then you're too old for there my Utopia go. podcast. <laughs> no, it probably was very loud. Uh, okay. it's, again, it's, very, it's one of these things where it's very hard to uh, get a reading on when you're doing it live. And we're not putting the, the song in, in post-production. <laughs> All right. Anyway, so Kurt, very happy to be back with you on the uh, Utopia podcast. And of course, uh, people might be saying, hey, wait, hold on a minute. I thought you guys were going to do the Utopia podcast after the Tuesday episodes. What's this? Um, the reason for that is twofold. One, Kurt and I have a uh, busy travel schedule this week, uh, both headed to different parts of the world. And so uh, we, because of that, and also because of some news in the Utopia world, uh, we're actually giving you a recap after the Friday night episode. Yes, where, where we actually, uh, if, if people were kind of quick on the button, <laughs> they, they, you, you, you had the chance to impact the Utopian house or the Utopia compound from, uh, from your laptop. Yes. And so Kurt and I are going to talk about Utopia tonight and then we'll reconvene uh, in about a week. Maybe we'll talk about uh, the Friday episode or maybe we'll just get back on schedule after the next Tuesday episode, assuming there is still Utopia to talk about. Yes, that that would be our Utopia if there was still Utopia. Okay. So, Kurt, the big change that came is that three days ago, we're recording this uh, Sunday night. So they announced that due to some of the struggling ratings of Utopia, there's going to be a bit of a shakeup and that there are going to be castmates that are voted out. Uh, of course, I'm reading this from Entertainment Weekly, where they say that Fox is making an, a major change to the format of its ambitious reality experiment, Utopia. Entertainment Weekly has learned exclusively that the show's castmates will start voting each other out and pick new members to join their fledgling society. Um, and the article written by uh, James Hibbard, uh, he says that the decision is a twist in the series um, because that there was uh, the, one of the things that they said about the show was that there's no competition, no elimination element or grand prize, but the producers um, are want to see a bit of a format change and they're hoping that the on-camera action will uh, bring some more people to the table. I'm a little confused about this. Yes, this is confusing because that the show tried to make it seem like uh, that it was always going to happen this way. Since the first episode, they have announced that this was going to happen this way. This, this, isn't, this isn't new news. This is, that's why I was a little bit, con- when you're reading that, I'm like, no, I've, I've known since week one that the plan for Utopia is that once a month, one person will leave 
one person will enter. The host told us this during opening week. Okay. Well, here's from the article. Here is specifically how the format change will work. Next week, the current cast of 15 Pioneers will select two candidates for exile, similar to Big Brother. Plus, utopiatv.com passport members can choose a third. And then the Utopians will decide which of the three candidates will be asked to pack their crate and leave. Then... Two new potential utopians will arrive at the camp and spend several days vying for the open spot. And then the established cast will decide which new candidate becomes the full-fledged member. So the thing that seems like it's new, at least, is that we're going to have the Team Utopia uh, person is going to be (laughs) voted in for exile. Yeah, I'm not... Yeah, it just sounds like maybe the process might have changed. It doesn't sound like the process became any simpler than what it might have been. It's called, that's I'm waiting for them to like, where's Redemption Island and the Medallion of Power? Because it seems like there are a lot of steps to this. Well, yeah, if you're going to vote somebody out, I feel like we need a power of veto. We need a immunity <laughs> challenge. And battle the block. Battle um, the block. Yeah, so yeah, I'm wondering then if, if, there's, if what the twist is, is like originally it was going to potentially be simply the utopian compound votes somebody out and then the public votes somebody in and they decided well no like you said they nominate two people for the block basically we nominate a third but then they vote somebody i don't think the public was ever involved yeah maybe not i think that it was that they were selecting you know the producers were selecting two people the utopians were voting somebody in I don't think that we had a say in gotcha. the past. And please correct us if we're wrong or, you know, s- send me an email too if you want to explain this more. Uh, Rob at robhaswebsite.com. And so let us know more about this process. But I think that the big change is that they're going to announce that there is going to be a web component. I believe, what what did they call it? The, um, <laughs> the, out, the online outcast? Is that what they were going to call I, this person? I completely... Uh missed that um although i can't see like if they've nominated two people and i can't see them potentially changing their mind and choosing the oh here's a here's a third person we didn't at all consider and we're going to end up voting them out Hmm. like i can't i can't see that like if they pick red and brie but then the public throws bella up there i can't see them than seriously considering anybody other than Red and Bree. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, I definitely I, I hear you saying, Kurt. Uh, and, and you are the tabulator. And so that's your thing. You're thinking <laughs> very, with uh, very smart things about the numbers of the vote count. But could the third person be sort of like a, you know, third party candidate who sort of spoils the vote? Uh, maybe. Um, or, or what I'm thinking is if that person reacts so poorly to the public nominating them, if they have such a meltdown about it, I can see potentially the utopians choosing to vote that person out because of their, that reaction. But even I have, I have a hard time seeing them voting third party. And it's going to be as much of a spoiler that the third party has been in most of our presidential elections. Yeah, I think so. Well, maybe it seems to me like that this twist, quote unquote, to the game was maybe just more of a thing to get the word out there. Like, hey, Utopia, we're changing things up. Maybe come and check it out now because it's going to be, you know, you like Survivor, you like Big Brother. Look what we're doing. 
or it, it ends up being a little bit like um, we've seen in some international Big Brothers, where you finally you get a chance to see uh, what the public thinks of you. And so while this, this third, uh, this uh, online outcast is probably not going to end up getting voted out, they could very well potentially change their behavior in the compound based on the fact that the public nominated them. But Kurt, the difference there between the Big Brother house and this is that people from the outside world don't visit the Big Brother house every day and tell them what they've been watching on the live feeds. <laughs> they don't need to wait and hear what the, the results of an online poll. They can just see that everyone is steering way clear of the garden and Bella and just everyone's flocking to Dr. Nikki. Yes. Yeah. So I don't know about that. So anyway, we will probably recommend somebody. We will make an official Rob has a podcast recommendation for who will be our pick to be the person that we'd like to see go up on the block this week. From Except that the, the voting closed at like noon on Saturday. Okay. Well, we will recommend <laughs> who we would say to vote for. There we go. So Kurt, let's talk about our headlines from this past episode in Utopia. Let's start off with our newest Utopian. We knew he was coming. Um, seems like he got a little bit of a rebranding because in our previous episode, they told us that Ernesto, the contractor, was coming. But by this episode, he became Ernesto, the plumber. Yes. Well, <laughs> cause they, they, I think they just didn't want to confuse uh, uh, everybody's little moniker there. Um, they also seem to make it like they almost hinted that there was going to be some tension between Josh and Ernesto in the, uh, in the, in the previews and they seem fine with each other. Okay. What is your quick take on Ernesto? Was this a, a zero or a one for you in the casting department? Zero. Zero. I agree. Yeah. I don't know what <laughs> they were thinking with Ernesto because other than, you know, he's got a sad story. I don't know what he's bringing to the table. He's not, he is, he's not bringing any conflict. He's not yeah. a guy. I mean, I guess that Bella has a crush on him, but it seems like at that, at this point, like anything short of a corpse, Bella is going to be open to having a relationship. And so I, I don't really understand uh, what was so great about Ernesto. Yeah. And, and, and my, my saying zero versus one is purely from the fact that I like good TV. Um, you like good TV, right? I like good TV. Okay. We, um, we want good TV. We want good TV. Uh, it, it, I'm sure if this was literally a, a societal experiment where you needed useful people there who would get things done, he was probably really a great addition. Or in terms of how he could just mesh with the people that are already there. I'm sure he was a good addition. But in terms of uh, potential uh, entertainment value and additional storylines, uh, I'm a little bit of a loss here, unfortunately. Yeah, I don't know about Ernesto. And he might be our pick for the person that we'd like to see sent right back out of there. <laughs> the old, How terrible would that be? The old never... revolving door of Ernesto. Yeah, yeah. I... Yes. <laughs> He's right up there for me for uh, number one glacier on in Utopia. And Kristen. <laughs> Kristen also. Yeah, Kristen, yeah. entrepreneur Kristen, I think has been a big miss so far also. I think that we would have been better off with Tea Party, whatever her name was. Yeah, they, they don't need... They've kind of figured out the Utopia experience thing is going to be their cash cow, uh, no pun intended, for, for a little bit. Um, I don't know what purpose she now serves again she seems very nice um 
but I don't think that she's taking up the spot of a potential uh really you know flammable personality yeah she's like the worst kind of contestant on the show on the show worst kind of pioneer because she's just there and she's like doing enough to contribute and isn't getting on anybody's nerves and really her big entrepreneurial idea is the utopia experience and with all due respect to entrepreneur Kristen, i don't see her exactly swinging on over to shark tank after this to bring the utopia experience around the country i think that all the sharks are gonna say i'm out <laughs> that would be kind of a fun crossover though wouldn't it <laughs> if like if if i mean i guess they can't leave the compound so shark tank would have to the, the sharks would have to come to the compound yeah uh and everyone has a chance like uh red can talk about his home brew process and you know uh you know hex can talk about like some new compound bow that she's potentially made but uh that'd be a fun crossover well, what would that episode of shark tank be like okay Kristen is a 24-year-old entrepreneur, and her idea is to bring the utopia experience around the world. Like, hey, everybody, I'm, my name is Kristen, and I have an idea. Have you ever wanted to see paradise? Well, what I have for you guys today is the chance to bring a, a paradise, a perfect utopia that everybody would want to experience around the country. What I'm looking for is a 10% stake in, <laughs> in the Utopia, and I'm I'm looking for a for a uh, a startup cost of about 10 million dollars. You have a business plan? Uh, yes, yes. People will come in on uh, once a weekend. Uh, they get to watch archery. They get to uh, see how to make hillbilly wine. Uh, they also will then get to see um, some uh, sand art. <laughs> okay, thank you. We're out. Thank you. Uh, Can you tell us about who shares in this? Who, some of some of the people, uh, other people behind this, in terms of the owning this intellectual property. Who who do you have in your team that's helping you with? Sure, this? we have um, a hillbilly named Red. Um, we have a uh, polygamist. <laughs> we have... Okay, wait. I'm in. I'm back in. <laughs> We're back in. We're back in. Uh, we have a uh, a contractor. I'm sorry, a plumber. Or her name wait. is his name is Ernesto. Is he gay, is he gay or straight? <laughs> he's, he's straight. Okay. He's straight. Yes. Yeah, so again, entrepreneur Kristen is. Uh, you know, if her and uh and Ernesto wanted just to walk right now, I'd be okay with that. Okay, so uh, that's that's one of the top stories at the sour uh, contractor slash plumber Ernesto is there. Um, Red is back up to his old tricks again. Wants to <laughs> secede once again from Utopia. Yeah, and, and I and I'm glad that I'm liking Rob more and more uh, in terms of like he's gone. Like he can't come back again. He's he's done. Yes. If, if, um, and I think that someone I came up with was Rob or somebody else basically made the comment like he's already seceded once. I don't remember us letting him back in again. <laughs> yeah. No, Rob has really become the voice of reason on Utopia. And I know that he <laughs> yes. was like positioned like early on to be like another one of these crazy people. But he's really become one of the few one of the few people that's like sane and making like clear, sober oh. assessments of what's going on there. I really feel like he was echoing a lot of the stuff that I was saying about Red in the last episode of this podcast. Of, like, what's the point? what's the point he's always going to be mad like there's he's never going to be happy why is he still there yeah i i, I remember in our conversation in the, in the last episode about 
can't they just kick it red? Can't they just kick red out now? Like, why is red still there? How are they still allowing red to be there? I'm really hoping that one of their two uh, selections is red. <laughs> yeah, because as much as red has brought drama to the table, it's really just the same thing over and over again. No matter what they decide, he's never happy. He's always pissed off no matter what decision gets made until they just say, okay, red, you make all the decisions. Then he's always going to be pissed off and about no, no matter what they decide. Yeah. He's, he sounded like a broken record and he probably broke the record. I think so. He stepped on it. He stepped on it. Now, Kurt, why is Mike engaging in any of these conversations with Red? That's what I couldn't understand. Where Mike, in the beginning, I felt like he was the person who was the voice of reason in Utopia. and But now he's entertaining the idea of seceding from Utopia with Red. Why? Since when is Mike on board with Red? I don't think he's seriously considering it. I think Mike just likes to fuel he's bored. the fight. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I think he's bored. And likes to fuel the fire. Because I think like Mike's biggest concern is Bella. And like there was a little bit at the beginning of the episode how they think that the water filter is a bunch of BS. And Red was kind of there for that. And so I think Red sensing that there's something that Mike's upset about, oh, it's probably just everything in Utopia and he'll want to secede with me, as opposed to realizing Mike's just fed up with Bella. So I don't think that like I, Red Red found himself a lot of captive audiences over the course of this episode. <laughs> a lot of people who just had to nod and smile and listen and just let Rod, let Red kind of go on. Yeah. Rob made the analogy of if, if they had 15 chickens and there was one chicken <laughs> that was always the problem, what would they do? <laughs> and Dedeker's like, are we going to eat Red? <laughs> <laughs> Not a lot of meat on that bone. Yeah, very lean chicken. Yeah. Are they going to have Red be hooked up to a person tractor? They need a red tractor. Red tractor. Okay. Another thing that went on this week was it was Amanda's turn to be the leader. And Amanda's idea for leadership was that her and was it uh, Dedeker and Rob were going to just make all the decisions? Yeah, kind of like an oligarchy. So it's this small group that's going to decide things. And if I had to pick three people who seemed potentially the most level-headed in the group i it would have probably been very close to these three yeah i i I, this this actually i i would be okay with this personally i just my big problem with this still is like let one person's leadership stay for a month like and i know i know maybe we don't have that kind of time in utopia But it just like if then if by the next episode, if Josh is making the decision of what the leadership structure is like, there's not enough time for there to be problems. Like any problem that comes up with this is already going to be gone by the next episode when it's Josh's turn to decide that, OK, I'm going to be the king of Utopia for this episode. Right. So if we see in, in this episode that Bree is still the you know president of the barn. And then now is that a permanent decision that or is that can that be overthrown by the next government of uh, yeah, the next government, government comes over? Because in the last episode, when the women were ruling things, everybody had to sign up for their task list. And then their under ma- major and minor, Yeah. And then under the Amanda regime, then it was down to, OK, now we're going to nominate people and then we're going to have a vote for each of these positions. Yeah, it's which. <laughs> 
didn't really end up going much of anywhere. Like like Bree, I guess, had been uh, overseeing the the barn, and she remained in charge, charge and unopposed. And Josh remained in construct head of construction work, and that's unopposed. But I think the only big change up was in the garden with with I guess. Hex is going to take over now. Yes. And so Bella was was very upset. And there's definitely tension now between the Hex and Taylor tandem. Uh, what, what are we calling them? Haler? Hexler? Hex. Oh, yeah. Or, or Tex. <laughs> Tex? <laughs> Probably, I think we should go to Hexler. I like Hexler. Okay. So Hexler is really hard on Bella. I thought that Taylor was really kind of a jerk uh, how he talked to Bella. Oh, you're talking about Hosegate? Hosegate, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that seemed she had a perfect perfectly reasonable request. Like, could you come and help me pull this hose? Like if you, Hey now. And the, or at the at the very least, if if she was being she did she didn't say it in an unreasonable way um he he should have just been a gentleman and helped her yeah i don't know what else he had to do but he was just like really just like all over bella and i think that the way to deal with bella is how josh deals with bella and it's like he doesn't take her seriously and he just patronizes her and she loves him for it and you know what's the big deal to help bella out yeah i don't I really I did know. not like Taylor. I, I really d- don't like Taylor at all. I'm not a huge fan. Um, except for comic relief. Like when he got headbutted by the cow. Yeah. Like, okay. But he you. just seems like really sleazy. And I, I don't see anything of substance around about Taylor. He doesn't seem like a nice guy. He just seems like he wants to hook up with Hex. And, you know, I, I don't really care for, for him uh, too much at all. I, I'm I, I want him, but I do want him to stick around only for the inevitable rift between him and Hex and for Hex just to completely own him in whatever fight goes down there. Sure, that'll, that'll be fun. I just don't know why anybody should be mean to Bella. I mean, she's a, she's not playing with a full deck. You know what I mean? Like, right. it's like, uh, and to be, just to be like downright mean to her, you know, she cries at the drop of a hat. It's just, I, I don't care for that. What did you think of Bella's response to Hex wanting to take over gardening duties? Yeah, well, they had the vote and Hex is like, okay, well, I'd like to be nominated for gardening duty. And Bella was just like, that's it. I'm out of here. I'm out of yeah. here. She really she just walked out of the, the meeting. And it seems like there's no job that people want in Utopia other than the gardening. That seems to be a very highly coveted job. Maybe it's easy. It, yeah, it, you almost get the impression that Bella is making it harder than it needs to be. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was very disappointed. As much as I have turned around a lot on Bella, or at least in terms of thinking that people are picking on her or being un- unreasonably mean toward her, I do think that she should have stayed and thrown her hat in. I thought that she took it way too personally that they were stripping of her duties and she needed, if she wanted, she needed to fight for it. Yeah, but she ended up just like walking off and then ultimately in the episode she like everybody is like having dinner inside and she didn't even want to be a part of anything. She wanted to go sleep outside by herself and she's really just having a tantrum Bella. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> they, they end up bringing her and, and it was I believe it was I believe it was Hex 
who went after her when it she was, was sleep, sleeping out near the chicken. So I don't think that Bella has anything against Hex for trying to take that role from her. I mean, she's like Hex knows how to handle Bella. It just seems like that that many well, Aaron doesn't, Mike doesn't, and Taylor doesn't. <laughs> right. Right. Now the question is, does Ernesto, because it seems like <laughs> Bella is looking for a blooming romance with Ernesto. Could we see a Blesto happen? Uh, I, <laughs> uh, I don't think I don't think it's going to necessarily happen. I think he's still, you know, he yeah, we we find out that you know Ernesto's wife of seventeen years passed away from a heart attack. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, and I, for the first part of the episode, I thought maybe they had been separated. Like it wasn't until later on that I realized as he was opening up, I was like, oh no, no, they she she passed away. I think. I think this will be too soon for Ernesto. Um, but that doesn't mean that Bella's going to stop and consider that as she pursues him. Yeah. We need to get somebody in here who's going to be a love interest for Bella. Yeah. That's what we need. Yeah. Like, we need like a, a like bespectacled older farming nerd. <laughs> yeah. She needs an ally. Yes. Now, Bella, one of the things I've realized about her, I think that Bella is the most blurred utopian, Kurt. I think she's getting the Amanda Kimmel commemorative award for most most blurring, especially with clothes on also. There's a lot of blurring. <laughs> In the scene where she was left the vote when, when Hex said she wanted to be in charge of the garden. Her whole nether regions <laughs> was blurred the entire time. And she appeared to be wearing shorts, Kurt. So I really don't even understand what was being blurred. Uh, maybe it's just like a good rule of thumb with, with <laughs> Bella. It's like, just no, if neck down, just blur it just in case. <laughs> yeah. I mean, just like she's like walking away and they're blurring stuff. Like, so I don't know what is going on with Bella's shorts. (laughs) (laughs) But you know what? It's just a 90 minute drive and you could find out, Rob. (laughs) Oh my God. Well, today was one of the open houses for Utopia and I couldn't get down there because uh, it's the baby's birthday tomorrow and we were, uh, we were doing something uh, for the baby, but I really will. I'm hoping to get down to a utopia experience. Uh, that that would be my utopia to actually to get there, Kurt. Let's meet the Rob that sucks. Yeah, <laughs> please. I'd like to. Can you show me to your bees? So we saw that during this utopian experience that Josh kind of has a stalker. Yeah. Very, <laughs> yeah. How about that, Kurt? Some girl is just like, uh, like, uh, hey, Josh, I watch you on the live feed. Think you're pretty hot. Yeah. You're, how tall are you? Six, six. Yeah. That's, <laughs> and he's like, oh, you're my size. Yeah. Whoa. Like, could people just come to Utopia and hook up with the Utopians? That's a, that's fair game. Hey, I, I, th- you know, one of the, uh, I still think you can have the under the barn experience. <laughs> I mean, that's crazy. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't like she was, like attending a boot camp or a session on archery. She was just kind of like hanging in their kitchen. Like, yeah. Scam, scamming on them. It's like, I'm thirsty. <laughs> exactly. I'm thirsty. We got a water filter. Hey, hey, Josh, I hear you're a tall drink of water. Six, six. Yeah. I want to quench my thirst. 
Uh, oh. Speaking of another utopian that's thirsty, Kurt, uh, Dr. Nikki. <laughs> Dr. Nikki is getting very thirsty. She, she's got a little taste for some honey. Yeah. Well, first <laughs> off was, you know, that she was hoping that Ernesto would be a match for her, but I don't think so. I don't think so. So then, okay, I don't really understand, Kurt, what happened with the beekeeper. So it sounded like, <clears throat> excuse me, um, he had, he's looking for a place to put his, uh, some of his uh, beehives. And Where did he come from? They just said like, uh, he was a neighbor. Yeah, he's the, that apiary up the street. <laughs> yeah, okay. Just, yeah. Um, and because I, I think they had talked about bees at one point on a previous show. And uh, but anyway, he's yeah, he's saying, if you'll allow me to put and they seem like, excited about this, like several of them were like, no, this would be great. Like as if they knew what the benefits and the upkeep would end up actually being. But um yeah, it, it, it seems, this seems very Mr. Rogers' neighborhood in terms of like a random person with just a first name and an occupation stops by. Uh, so yeah, the uh, uh, the beekeeper stops by, and he's he said they they can keep in exchange for uh, for hosting the the beehives that they'll be get to keep half of the honey and and the and half of the wax. Okay, and this is good. This is a good trade. I, uh, it's just taking up some of their land, so uh, I hope none of them are allergic. And for the beekeeper guy, I mean, it was total like sexual harassment. Did he want this harassment? <laughs> I guess if you want it, it's not harassment. Well, he was dressed like he wanted it. He, oh, Kurt, <laughs> oh. Uh, you're suspended for a week. Oh, uh, that, Nikki seemed drunk almost. Like maybe I don't know if she got into some of Red Stash, but yeah, and she, like everybody else is like, all right. Hey, I'm gonna put this blunt. Okay, see this woman? She wants to have sex with you. Okay, what do you want? You want to have sex with this woman right now? You want to go into the barn with Doctor Nikki, Mister Beekeeper guy? It's it's. I think we're slowly seeing the Utopian compound turn into a strange sex cult. Um, we're just noticing the early parts of it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, or, is it just like the love boat where it's like people just show up? It's like, uh, like, hey, I'm your friendly uh, neighborhood beekeeper. And then it's like, and then he becomes like a love interest for for one of the characters. I, I get. Have you have you seen Nicolas Cage's The Wicker Man? No, uh, uh, don't. Um, <laughs> but it involves he, there's bees involved in a strange uh, kind of secluded cult uh, off 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 the on their own island and he's looking for somebody who's missing things go really badly I, i'm seeing this potentially turning into that where like the next episode is jake trying to escape the utopian compound with his life oh my god and so what ended up happening with this guy did he get dr nikki's number apparently dr nikki got his number and they were trying to encourage her to text him uh, which uh it's, so they i guess their phone has not been broken by red yet um <laughs> I don't know if they're maybe they have the new iPhone six. Uh, yeah, I yeah. She she has his number and they may be in touch. So there was another outburst from Red this week where everybody was sleeping in the morning and he decided to get up early and make a lot of noise. Yeah, and people thought that maybe he was angry and you know, he just wanted to go out and do his morning chores and. Uh, yeah, at, at this point, he's like, 
He's already got one foot out the door in terms of seceding, so he just doesn't care what people think anymore. What do you think of the rice and beans revolution? Is this better than the utopia states of freedom, or is this in conjunction? Is the rice and beans revolution the first part of the utopia state of freedom, too? Well, I guess apparently he's burned through all of his ramen um, and Mountain Dew and Doritos, so I think he's, he's down to basic rations now. Yes. Um, I don't know if, if he's really trying to make this appeal to his other utopians to kind of come and secede with him. I think he's got to come up with something a little bit tastier than, than rice and beans. I mean, they kind of had a, a you know, did they have burgers the last time or something? Yeah. They had like a lot of junk food and snacks. Yeah. He, oh yeah. Why is the appeal of the rice and beans revolution? It's like, uh, like, Hey, you get to hang out with me all day long and we eat rice and beans and that's it. Like, oh boy, I get to hang out with Red and only eat rice and beans while everybody else eats other stuff? I think the, I think the, uh, the first kind of bylaw of the seceding state is that any food purchased must be able to be gummed to be consumed. <laughs> yes, that's right. Now, how about the hillbilly wine? Where does that go in the uh, utopia state of freedom secession? Yeah, like if he they, was saying that, hey, you come with me and you put, be a part of the utopia state of freedom, then you get to drink all the hillbilly wine that you want. Yeah, because they were at, there's like the dinner scene um, that they were drinking some of his hillbilly wine during during dinner and he was just kind of sitting there looking a little bit upset and just not happy with things in general um and that was like right that was like right the, the, the it was during the dinner part where belt where bella decided to go outside and sleep with the chickens uh and i was like wondering like does he get some sort of fair exchange like i'll keep making this wine and you can have it but then i get to have like one meal a day with you so is it part of some sort of free trade agreement that he has with the rest of the utopians <laughs> or is he slowly poisoning them uh, I, I don't know if I would trust the the hillbilly wine from the seceding uh, nation of red. Well, I think that you probably were closer with the free trade agreement because I think that red probably needs the condoms from the state of utopia proper. And so in maybe in exchange for the condoms, he needs to trade some of export some of the wine back to utopia proper from the utopia state of freedom. Okay, and I'm assuming that he gets a cut of the Utopia Experience proceeds because he is uh, handling a part of the entertainment. Right, he's on the hillbilly wine portion of that. Gotcha. Okay, um, so let's see. Any any other news from Utopia from this week? Well, yeah, apparently they're going to be um, setting up online auctions for men for man dates with the Utopians. Yeah. Okay, so we're going to do online dating. Is this entrepreneur Kristen is, is this her idea uh maybe she got the idea we, we talked a little bit about taylor being a former escort this is playing a little bit too closely to that yes yeah, so i didn't understand what this was kurt um so they're making dating profiles or they're pe- people are going to pay money to go on dates with them that's what it sounds like i, I don't think that these are going to be i want like i don't think these are going to be like on match.com or anything although imagine like if you do like see one of the uh, like Taylor on match.com. And it turns out that, you know, unfortunately I can't leave the compound for our date and like what compound. So would people potentially go into these dates, not knowing the person's on utopia or is this a part of the utopian experience uh, and not actually like an auction? Uh, I, I don't know. I, I did. I was amused by the uh, Mike's body type is mid thirties. 
<laughs> yeah, uh, there was a couple other funny things uh, that were that. Um, Ernesto on his likes for the dating website uh, or his hobbies, uh, they include laying pipe, which I, yep. I thought that was a, maybe in poor taste for that Ernesto. Was, uh, he's a plumber. <laughs> I, I, I guess so. <laughs> but uh, Mrs. Ernesto, I'm sure, was not looking down and happy about it to hear that. <laughs> this whole utopia choice for him is she's probably not looking down happily on that do you think they changed his his occupation from contractor to plumber just so they could make the laying pipe joke well it just seemed like it was at odds with his you know the reason why i'm here in utopia is so i could have time to really reflect about what happened about my wife and then same episode he's like uh, ernesto what are your hobbies laying pipe <laughs> so yeah oh. Um, so yeah, I'm curious. I'm curious to learn more about like the how this uh, online auction is supposed to work. You know, they say it's an online auction, so it's not going to be like a part of the utopian experience, apparently. But these men can't leave the compound, so uh, you're going to go on a date there. Maybe, maybe Josh, if they're doing one for Josh, maybe he'll get the uh, that stalker chick again to come back. Yeah. Yeah, maybe, maybe. And then does that money go into, so if Josh like prostitutes himself out, then does that money go into the communal money or is that Josh's money? I'm not sure what the standard uh, tithing uh, back to your pimp is. In this case, the pimp, I guess, would be Kristen. Yeah. Um, so really not sure how that's going to happen or if there's like a prorated list of uh, of of elements to the date that could be engaged in. That'd be good this, to find out. Yes. <laughs> Perhaps the most absurd moment from Friday's Utopia also uh, when they had the meeting about, (laughs) I think it was Amanda's meeting about talking about uh, who was going to do what. And Mm -hmm. Rob was in the bathroom at the start of the meeting and he was like (laughs) yelling to people and they're like, oh, we can't hear you uh, if you're in the bathroom. And then he opened the door uh, with his pants down. Yep. There was more blurring. Yeah. I thought for a second it was Bella, but she was in the uh she was she was she was she was not there it was rob and i think amanda's like i'm i'm just not even gonna look (laughs) yeah yeah all right so kurt let's talk about the vote okay so the utopians will now select two people to be selected for eviction expulsion yeah Yeah, what's the word um uh freedom freedom (laughs) freedom from utopia (laughs) yeah okay so we have to assume that Bella and Red will be the two people that will be voted, right? Um, I think there's a... I don't know. I'd actually maybe think there might be a better ch- chance... I'd throw Bree in there. Bree could be voted. I, I think so. I think people are sick of her not doing anything. What's her although, deal? She just wants to sleep all day, and but nobody wants to replace her in, in barn duty? I think it's... I think that... It's not necessarily that she wants to sleep all day. It's just that she's not getting up early enough to do the barn duties. And apparently that is an early morning task. Yeah. Um, but I did like how when nobody challenged her, like basically her, her reign of leading the barn uh, went unopposed. That Hex pretty much vocalized, okay, Bree's going to keep doing this. Nobody wanted to go run against her. So nobody can say another word about how she does this ever. Very pointedly, obviously directed toward Red. Because like, Red, if Red had issues with how the barn was being run, then he should have said something and stepped up to lead it. Yeah. But, and, he, and because he didn't, he can't say anything. All right. So, Kurt, who are we saying that we are endorsing for the fan vote? I, you know what? 
I would say I, I, I would make a case for Kristen. Entrepreneur Kristen. Entrepreneur Kristen. As much as we talked about Red last week and why haven't they voted him out, he's good TV. Hmm. Um, I, so like in, in terms of keeping the show as entertaining as possible, I think, I think getting rid of Red would have that drop severely. I think that there's uh, plenty of... Obviously getting rid of, rid of Bella is a bad idea from that front. I think even getting rid of Brie, uh, it, I think there's some volatility there that this, we're looking for. I mean, she was the one that brought up the idea of potentially having a dictatorship, but I don't want her out before we get to test that. Um, I think we need somebody who's a little bit of the glacier who isn't really doing a whole lot. Um, I think Taylor's, as much as you have a distaste for Taylor, I, I think there's... He's not the going, problem. He, no. I Well, it's... Um, it's less so the problem is I think there's going to be some potential fireworks between in a fun way uh, between him and Hex at some point. I, uh, Kristen is just a little bit of a snooze for me. And plus, if she really is this entrepreneurial mastermind uh, behind the scenes, it'll be fun to pull that rug out from underneath them. Yeah. Um, well, I don't feel like, what do you think? Well, you know somebody else who I wouldn't mind losing? Chris? Musician Chris. <laughs> Chili Farmer Chris, Chili according Farmer Chris. to the Utopia website. Yes. But they call him Musician Chris on the show. Yeah, you know what? He's he's up there in terms of snoozing for me as well. So I'm not surprised. Yes. So I don't know. I don't know about that. So I I feel like uh, we should probably give Ernesto the benefit of the doubt here and give him at least at least a couple of days. But he would be high up on my list. So who who are we saying that we are endorsing? Entrepreneur Kristen is our number one candidate for the audience to vote out. I say yes. Yeah. Okay. I can get behind that. Okay. Okay. Um. I mean, I do like the fact that they said now that we finally have 15 contestants, we had they have like this. This has to take place because really they've been like trying to like you know bandage that leaking wound for a while now. They just kind of, they couldn't get up to that 15 contestant point without somebody either hurting themselves or self evicting from the compound or whatever. But they finally were able to get to that magic number of 15. Okay, um, Kurt, I have some news on the Utopia ratings. Oh, okay. Uh, because on this past Friday, this episode that we're talking about, on its third Friday broadcast, this is according to Deadline.com, uh, Fox's Utopia saw a uh, jump up in the ratings. Ooh. Yes, that they said that maybe the new elements and the new person that came helped Utopia because it was up 39% from its all-time low on September 19th. How about that, Kurt? Up 39% from its all-time low. (laughs) Yeah, Kurt, what do you think of that? Keep in mind that that's up 39% from a very small base. (laughs) Yes, yes. Well, to put it in perspective, and the article does do that, so Utopia was up to a 0.7 in comparison Shark Tank at the same time which uh, bad news for entrepreneur Kristen uh, did a 1.8 and the Amazing Race a very soft debut for the Amazing Race did a 1.1 so it was like up from a 0.5 to a 0.7 which is like a 39% increase or whatever so but upward trending yeah trending upward so if you're a Utopia fan certainly good news yes yes Okay, so uh, maybe some something's happening on Utopia. This is the start of a, a Utopia movement. Although I have to say, like you know, I don't know if there's such thing as an Ernesto bump 
They got an Ernesto bump. Oh, maybe Ernesto told all his friends to check out uh, what Friday night he's going to be on. I I didn't check out the uh, voting part of the the app. I would have been curious to see if Ernesto was indeed one of the uh, options, because I think that would have been both cruel and funny. (laughs) Yeah. So, yeah, we will uh, see exactly where it goes from here. But I've got the feeling that whatever third party candidate we end up as a viewers selecting, um, I have the feeling that they're still going to vote out one of the original two. Yeah, like, I think I, so. Like, I, I think I you're absolutely right. I think you nailed it. Yeah. Like, unless one of them is, I want to say, I don't want to call it TV savvy, but if they're like, well, uh, the viewers who ultimately we want to entertain, because it's not like, it's not like it's ruining anybody's game by listening to what the viewers want. It's like, oh, if the viewers are actually want this person out, then maybe we'll curry favor with the viewers and have a more popular show if we do what they say. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I don't I, see it I happening. don't know if anybody's going to do that. Yeah, it's sort of like a reverse sort of Big Brother where it's like, oh, Donnie is popular, so uh, let's you know let's make sure we keep him around because people like him. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's there's not much of a meta game to play here. No, well, Kurt, we've talked a lot about the entrepreneur Kristen and some of the ideas that she's had. But one thing that she has never talked about is calling up our friends over at Prosper.com who sponsor this episode of Rob as a podcast. Because if she only knew that in 72 hours she could have thirty five thousand dollars to cover her needs, how about that? Yeah. And she, and- you know, if things go our way, she's not going to have the uh, <laughs> utopian experience. Sure. To, she's going to need something else to fall back on. Sure, because that kind of money, she could pay off high rate credit cards, uh, start a business or even do a home improvement project. All things that they could be using in Utopia right now. Yeah, I think it, this sounds like a much a more solid way to get the funds that they want. Now, Kurt, if you were entrepreneur, Kristen, and you could take out up to a $35,000 loan uh, through prosper.com, what would, should she be using that money for? Um, I think you're going to have to maybe like buy somebody with great Photoshop skills to help doctor some of the photos that are going to be going up on this online uh, auction. Yeah. Um, that's, that's a good idea. What about a 3d printer? Yeah, why not? Why not? That would be pretty useful in Utopia. Yeah. (laughs) This is sounding more and more like The Sims. Yes. Oh, I just came upon a windfall of $35,000, so I'm just going to buy a 3D printer for the 3D printer. And then, how about this, Kurt? How about a college, starting a college, to teach people how to use a 3D printer? University of Utopia Online. Get your degree now. (laughs) Yeah. All right. So uh, with with Prosper.com, it's never been easier to set up a business around 3D printing. You could go online, answer a few questions and see the low fix rate in seconds. Money hits your account in a few in three days and they've got a computer. So it'd be as simple as that. Yeah, I'm you know, I would not be surprised if uh, they're, they're, they're almost at the point where they're gonna be opening an online account themselves in terms of actually managing all these this massive amount of money coming in. So so uh, that, that, would, that would be useful. Because Prosper is the fastest growing peer-to-peer lender. They facilitated over $1 billion in loans to people like you. And the revolutionary platform connects people looking to borrow money with those who have money to invest in or outside of the utopia state of freedom. Sounds a lot like Shark Tank. <laughs> yeah, there's no outrageous fees, no rising interest rates, and you'll never have to step foot in a bank, which is perfect if you can't leave utopia. 
Just go to prosper.com slash RHAP to check your rate instantly without affecting your credit score. And for a limited time, Prosper is offering Rob as a podcast listeners a $50 Visa prepaid gift card when they get a loan. Go to prosper.com slash RHAP up to $35,000 in just three days and a $50 gift card when you go to prosper.com slash R-H-A-P. Other restrictions apply. See site for details. Gift card is issued by Center State Bank of Florida pursuant to license from Visa USA, Inc. All personal loans are made by a web bank, a Utah chartered industrial bank. Member FDIC, equal housing lender. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) How about that, entrepreneur Kristen? Let's think outside the box. Yeah, let's do that. Okay. All right. So, uh, Kurt, what are you most looking forward to seeing on Tuesday night in Utopia? Um, I'm, I'm interested in how they're going to be doing their selection of their own two nominees for freedom. Yeah. Uh, like, is it going to be like face to face nominations, like sitting around saying people standing up around the table? Um, are they going to do secret ballots? Uh, I'll be, I'll be interested to see how they end up, uh, doing this. Yeah, I think I'm most looking forward to seeing the person who finds out that the world wanted them out. Yeah. I think that's that's probably going to be the most fun. I have a feeling it's unfortunately if she's not nominated as one of the two by the compound, I have the feeling that the vote is not going to go Kristen's way, but rather that we're going to see uh, Bella nominated. I don't think that the public is actually uh, giving her necessarily the fair shake she deserves. Well, the thing is, I think that Bella and Red are going to be voted in already. So this was sort of like with the MVP twist on Big Brother 15. So it's going to be who is the third person that America voted for? Yeah, I don't. I'm you know I'm I'm not convinced that the the compound's going to put Bella up, but you never know. Well, well I think that definitely Red. Taylor and Hex Hexler. Oh. I think they're definitely voting for Bella. Mike would vote for Bella. Yes. So that's already three votes for Bella. <laughs> so I don't know. Ernesto, I don't know where he's going. He's probably doing whatever, you know, um, somebody tells him to do. Whose pocket is Ernesto in? Uh, I don't know. But all I know is that he definitely would have voted for Victoria to win Big Brother. <laughs> <laughs> probably. Uh, she would have won. If, if yes. you listen to my interview with her, Kurt. Oh, oh yeah. She would have like, not sweeped it, but eight, but eight to one. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Uh, Kurt, I know you were in uh, Vegas to uh, check out all of the uh, Big Brother shenanigans. Yes, yes. Uh, uh, Princess Victoria was not there. Oh, uh, but yeah, you did, you did see, uh, but Amber and, and Brittany were there. Uh, was then, anybody from the jury phase of the game there? Um, at the point, supposedly Don, Donnie and Jocasta were there, but they were not at the uh, portion of it that they did not show up before I ended up leaving. They need Donnie on Utopia. <laughs> that would be that would be nice. He's going to be, you know, they'll get him in there and then uh, although I think all the nudity would freak him out. Um, not more than it freaked out Pastor John. Yeah. I think he'd be okay with it. <laughs> That's true. Would if Donnie went to Utopia, would he be a part of the Utopia State of Freedom? Um, uh, no. I think I think I think he would be able to see that there. I think he'd see crazy coming his way, and he would 
you know, kindly step out of its way. <laughs> okay. All right. So we, Kurt and I will be back uh, sometime in the next, in the next week um, when we reconvene for more utopia podcasting. Uh, Kurt, what else are you working on, on the Rob has a podcast networks? Um, well, right before we sat down to record this, uh, Mike Bloom and I did a podcast for post-show recaps covering the season four premiere of once upon a time. Uh, spoiler alert. You might want to watch the movie frozen before you watch season four's first episode. Yeah. Yeah. It's heavily uh, impacted by uh, the animated release frozen. Um, And then Amy and I are still cover doing our weekly recaps for reality TV wrap ups of big brother Australia. How much longer is big brother Australia? Is that still just uh, ongoing or is it uh, closing in on the end? Oh no no it's it's it, it's like due to wrap up in like late November. It oh just, my god! Yeah. This has like been a June fourth through like Thanksgiving marathon of international Big Brother. Oh my Rob. god, Kurt! You that you are a very dedicated man. Uh, I, I would use harsher words. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, uh, Kurt, thank you for all your outstanding contributions. You will never be nominated for eviction from Rob Has a Planet. <laughs> you say that now. You say that now. All right. Then follow, I, go, I go stomp it on your food. Uh, follow Kurt Clark on Twitter. He's at Kurt Clark. Kurt, uh, do you have a n- suggestion for a Utopia hashtag for today? Uh, you probably don't want hashtag laying a pipe, right? No, definitely <laughs> not. Because I think that if you click on that, <laughs> it goes to, to some other places. How about uh, hashtag uh, Hexler? Yeah, I like that. Hexler. That's better than my second option. <laughs> What was your second option? Hashtag pulling the hose. That might pulling also the hose. Yeah. lead to... Uh... You don't want to do that. You don't want to do that. All right. We'd love to hear your comments on robhaswebsite.com. And until uh, next time, uh, take care, everybody. Let's make a brand new start. This is Utopia with Rob and Kurt Clark. Yes.